0: Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gage, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and this week is the last week before Special Booster version 1.5 releases next Friday. This is a hugely exciting time to be a fan of the Digimon card game, and I'm going to be getting deep into the new set in next week's set review episode. But before we get there, I want to take this week, which is our 20th episode by the way, I want to take this week to look back at the first Digimon set in English, Special Booster version 1.0, and go back over the good and the bad. But first, every week I ask you a listener question, and every week one answer gets a shout-out on the show. Last week I asked, what is the strangest deck that you've built in the Digimon card game? Shout-out to Adam Little over on the Facebook page, who said, Purple Champion Rush with Piedmon and Millitech, Runs more level 6s than level 5s with no issues. Adam apparently went 3-1 at his locals with this deck, and it is a very cool deck. He put the deck list up on the Facebook page. Make sure to get over there and check it out. And make sure to listen to the end of the episode to hear our listener question of the week and find out how you can receive a shout-out on the show. I shout-out one listener every week, but I do appreciate all the answers that I get because we're generating discussion. We're talking about this game that we love. And finally, don't forget, in two weeks' time, as of the release of this episode, I will be doing another box-opening live stream, opening a booster box of Special Booster Version 1.5 live on Twitch to celebrate that set's release. The stream will be starting at 7.30pm on Friday, March 19th, eastern standard time i'm going to be giving away the contents of one randomly chosen booster pack to one lucky viewer and there'll be some other cool giveaways that i'll be revealing closer to the stream date it's sure to be a blast and i really hope to see you all there And now it's time to get into our main topic, and Special Booster version 1.5 is just one week away from release, and that makes this week the last week that Special Booster version 1.0 cards are the only cards that are legal to be played in English. We've had this format, this 1.0 format, for a very long time, since November 2020 actually, if you count the pre-release period, that is ages And we've really gotten to know and love the 1.0 format. So before we say so long to that format, I wanted to do a bit of a retrospective and take a look back at the very first English format. The format that was. What was good about our first English language Digimon format? What was bad? What were the standout cards and strategies? These are questions that we should be asking ourselves as our game grows and expands because 1.0 is going to form a crucial part of our history and we should do our best to understand it to the benefit of our game moving forward. First, good the mechanics of the set. I felt that the mechanics of this set were very well chosen from the cards in Japanese sets 1 to 3. I thought the colours were balanced while they still felt unique and each colour had its own identity that clearly came through in the game mechanics. This set was our base set and... it. It did the job that a base set needs to do in this regard, I felt. It established the identity of each colour in the game without overcomplicating the mechanics or presenting too much information too early. Because this was the first set that was released in English, 1.0 needed to assume that every player picking up the cards was a new player and present its mechanics accordingly as if these players had no idea how to play the game. And I think that it did this very well. There's been plenty of rules discussion online, naturally. I've interjected my own thoughts on this. But almost everyone that I've spoken to about the game was able to grasp the basics, and nobody I've spoken to has told me that a rule or a mechanic didn't make sense to them after it was explained. And obviously, this is pretty subjective, this is just my take, and all of the goods and bads I'm going to be talking about today are just my opinion, just my take. But I've also spoken to quite a number of people about this card game, I spent a lot of time thinking about it, discussing it, etc., so I feel like that has some merit. The mechanics of this set, Special Booster version 1.0, did what they needed to do, which was come through strongly, but in a way that beginners could understand. That said, it wasn't all positive in 1.0, and our first bad thing that we're going to be talking about is the Omnimon meta. One of the main disappointments of this set, for a lot of people, was the Omnimon dominance, or the Domniments. (laughs) Stupid joke. It's never a good thing when one strategy is overwhelmingly better than any other strategy in a card game. And with 1.0, we ended up in this place where Omnimon, and specifically the blue version of Omnimon, was just so obviously dominant that if you weren't playing it, you were playing against it all the time. Omnimon was the deck to beat, and everybody knew it, and it was so strong in the 1.0 meta that even now, heading towards the release of the next set... (laughs) these same decks are still dominant all the way from back in November. Now, set 1.5 fixes a lot of issues with the power level of Omnimon, and as we head into the 1.5 meta, we're going to find that Omnimon Blue is no longer dominant in that format, but it was still a disappointment to spend so long playing against the same strategies, the same kinds of deck lists. Variance is really, really important to the life of a card game, and I personally don't feel we got quite enough of it in this first set. But that said, it wasn't all doom and gloom on the deck diversity front. And the next good thing we're going to talk about is the diversity of decks. And I know that sounds strange coming off the back of talking about how Blue Omnimon dominated everything, but stick with me. If we discount Blue Omnimon, if we put Blue Omnimon, put Omnimon to one side, as some tournaments did we can show that outside of that strategy in 1.0, there was remarkable room for deck diversity. Outside of Blue Omnimon, there wasn't really a clear tier ranking of decks other than having Blue Omnimon at the top. There was Green Tidemon Control that performed really well, and Red Gallantmon performed really well. Rookie Rush phased in and out of dominance. We saw it be good, be bad, be good and purple stayed really popular throughout the format's life. And even many players relished the challenge of making yellow and black, which had less powerful card pools in 1.0, making them work. And we saw people have real success with those colors as well. And I think with 1.0, the real disappointment about Omnimon, in my mind, is that without the Omnimon dominance, the format would have been really diverse and really vibrant. But even with that said, people People still had lots of room to play with these cards to try out different strategies and have those strategies be viable, especially when you are playing on a local level. I know that at my locals, not everybody has four of e- of Omnimon to play. Not everybody wants to play blue Omnimon. And in those sort of local isolated, metas, isolated formats, there's so much deck diversity and so much that you can do with these cards. And I thought that was a real point in 1.0's favor. Another bad thing, looking back at Special Booster version 1.0, a bad point, was the lack of product. The big, big issue with 1.0 we have to talk about if we're going back in a retrospective is the lack of product. Now, some of us got very, very lucky, and we were able to get enough cards at reasonable prices. I myself was hugely lucky. I got in very early, thanks in no small part to the work of my local game store, and I was able to get a good card pool at reasonable price. But for the most part, product for 1.0 was scarce. And on the secondary market, it was way, way overpriced, hugely overpriced. And there were a lot of factors at play here. And I don't claim to be a business major or an economist or even very clever. So I won't pretend to have the full explanation, but it seems that there was a mix of mistakes on Bandai's part. We can't get around that. They did make some errors. There was a lot of bad luck with the pandemic we can't deny that. And there was this untimely sort of TCG craze, especially from Pokemon, from the sort of hype being built up for Pokemon's 25th and the hype being built up around Pokemon cards that resulted in this wave of scalpers that came in, saw Digimon, saw this is the next big money-making opportunity in card games. It's the base set. We know those always get really expensive later on. If we hoard these cards, we'll be able to make a lot of money, etc. cetera. Um, and this all combined together to make 1.0 product really difficult to find, especially as we moved on through the through the release lifespan. It was not an ideal launch of a new game and every time that I saw somebody saying online that they weren't able to find any cards or they were priced out of buying cards, it broke my heart. And we need people to be able to buy cards and to get access to these game pieces for our game to survive. And I know that a lot of people were really disheartened by the lack of available product. Now, it's my hope that as the impact of the pandemic begins to ease across the globe and more releases and reprints come, I know that we're supposedly getting reprints of special booster version 1.0 and 1.5 at some point. It's my hope that as these things happen, the game is going to grow and more people will be able to join our community. But the lack of product was a definite downside of 1.0 looking back at it and something that really needs to be fixed in future. But all that aside, 1.0 did an excellent job of being a first introductory set for new players, which is what it needed to be. And the last good point I want to talk about is how it succeeded in that regard. There were plenty of cool, classic Digimon characters to collect and play with for those people who were coming into the game because they're fans of the material, they're fans of Digimon. And there were solid core mechanics presented in a way that was easy to grasp for new players. So even people who weren't necessarily interested in Digimon or the Digimon characters came into this game and found that it was easy to grasp and the game mechanics were fun and it was swingy and there was all sorts of good things happening. It was just a fun game. So you had this kind of perfect storm of people coming in because they're fans of the material and they're finally seeing it represented in a major card game that seems like it's going to have some staying power and people who aren't interested in the material but were sort of looking for a card game... To fill in that hole or coming to card games new for the first time and found that it was not as overwhelming as trying to pick up, say, Magic the Gathering with its 20 whatever plus years of history or Pokemon, which has gone absolutely mental with all new mechanics and stuff and is fun, but still very intimidating to look at. So there were solid core mechanics in this game that was easy to grasp and fun for new players. But there was also a real depth of strategy once you had a strong grasp of those fundamentals. There was a lot that you could do with these mechanics. And the explosive popularity of this game that we're seeing across the globe, and I do say explosive, I truly believe this game is doing really well on the whole, That's due in no small part to Special Booster version 1.0 and the excellent work that the set did, the designers, the people who picked these cards did in making it a first English language set. The Special Booster version 1.0 format is soon going to be gone and it will soon be in our rearview mirror and it was a wild ride and there were more than a few bumps in the road. But I still believe that it was a fantastic set, and I know that years down the line, as our game grows and it evolves, we're still going to look back at Special Booster Division 1.0 with fondness. Maybe we'll curse the days when Blue Omni 1 was the be-all and end-all of the meta, and Flower Cannon was a $20 card, but we can also remember the days when every colour was viable, when the game was simple to learn, but complex and rewarding to master. And I admit that I'm feeling a bit wistful as 1.5 looms on the horizon because our game is about to change forever. And part of the reason I started the Memory Gauge podcast was because Digimon was only just beginning and I saw a chance to be there at the start of something amazing and I know that so many of you saw that same chance and leapt at it. And we're no longer just at the beginning and that's scary but also so exciting. We are strapped in and we are beginning our ascent. But before we leave and head off on this journey with the Digimon Car Gamer, let's take a moment and thank Special Brewster Version 1.0 for getting us started. All right, nice and quick episode today because there's going to be really long ones coming up with our set reviews for Special Brewster Version 1.5, and you've heard enough from me, and now I'd like to hear from you. This week's listener question is What are you most looking forward to from Special Booster version 1.5? What is it that you're most looking forward to? Personally, I'm really looking forward to Imperial Dramon. That's the deck I really want to build. Hopefully, I'll be able to get some. Not like my luck with Galantmon, which was the deck I wanted to build for 1.0, and I never actually pulled one. So, tweet your answer to this question: What are you most looking forward to from Special Booster Version 1.5? You tweet it, your answer using the hashtag, hashtag #MemoryGaugePodcast, or comment on the listener question post in our Facebook group Memory Gauge Podcast, and you might receive a shout out at the top of next week's episode don't forget to tune in to our special booster version 1.5 box opening live stream over on twitch.tv slash EFMG. The stream will start at 7.30pm Eastern Standard Time on Friday, March 19th. There will be plenty of giveaways and it's going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait to see you all there. Please do tune in. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, tweet at me at ConnorEFMG or email me at memorygaugepodcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook group. All that information is in the show notes. Always happy to hear from you listeners. New episodes come out each week, so be sure to follow the Memory Gauge podcast on your podcast service of choice to stay up to date. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out.